Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this either is or will become your favorite podcast. This is Shareable, the podcast so good, you got to tell someone about it. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. In every episode, I talk with someone about the impact that people and technology have had on their career and their lives. So, let's get to it. Today's guest is Matt Miller, and he takes us to school, both literally and figuratively. Uh, Matt is a really interesting dude, came to us by way of Aaron Walker, who you may remember from a previous episode. Uh, Matt and I have a great conversation to talk all about how you can take a bad situation and turn it around. He's admittedly not the most tech savvy of all of our guests, which I think makes this a particularly interesting episode because he's still able to talk about the profound impact that technology has had on his life. He's also very quick to call out and give credit to the people who have made an impact in his life as well. Definitely listen to this episode because it's shareable. Hello, 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 my shareable friends. Thank you so much for tuning back in and listening to Shareable. We appreciate your time, your attention, and all of the love you've given us online. Today, today is a special day because today I have Matt Miller with me. Matt, there are some people out there listening to the show who may not know who you are or what you do, so why don't you educate them? Tell them who are you and what do you do? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Um, I am the founder and president of a company called School Spirit Vending. We specialize in hassle-free year-round fundraising for schools. And while we do that, we are also a franchise where we help busy professionals and their families develop secondary income streams on a limited time commitment. Um, Essentially, we put sticker machines in schools with custom stickers in them specifically for the school that we're working with and uh, have a nationwide business doing that. Well, that's a pretty cool concept. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. How'd you come <laughs> up with that one? You know, I was in the advertising industry for about a decade and along the way got myself into a bad place financially because of some decisions that were made corporately that I had no control over and decided to jump off into the world of entrepreneurship on the side uh, so that I could start making ends meet and develop some side income and the, the possibilities for more freedom on down the road. And initially started with a simple candy and gumball machine about 13 years ago. Um, built up a bulk vending route in the Houston area, um, eventually branching off into toys and temporary tattoos and stickers and that type of thing. Then 07 and 08 hit and the market tanked and our revenue plummeted because less people were going out and frequenting the businesses where we had equipment. And right around that time, had some young kids come knocking on my door, selling me stuff for local school fundraisers. And in the interest of getting some kids off the street, Um, And in the interest in solidifying our business by potentially taking it to the schools, the whole concept of school spirit vending was born. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we've had a lot of different types of guests on the show, and I always love hearing about people's entrepreneurial journeys and how out of a bad situation, often a very good situation comes out of it, especially when 
people are put in a position where they're almost forced to find something that they're passionate about. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be a, a very interesting conversation for us to go down. Uh, let's start at the top, though. This show is about the imp- the influence and impact that technology and people have on our lives. So I always like to get a sense of who my guests are from a technology perspective. So I have some baseline of comparison against other guests, but also so that I know how to take the conversation. So let's start here. Would you say you're an early adopter or a late adopter? Man, I, it depends on what it is. I would say could be somewhere so, in the middle too. <laughs> yeah, more so today. I would say I'm an early adopter. Um, the circles that I run in, the mastermind group I'm a part of, the coach that I have, etc. Whereas in the past, I was finding out about things way, way after the fact. Today, I'm in the middle of a group of of, of people that are on the cutting edge. And so by osmosis, if nothing else, I'm, I'm much more at the front end of things as I ever have been before. Right, cool. So you're somewhat forced to be an early adopter, but your natural instinct is not necessarily to be at that cutting edge. Yeah. Just because it, the web is so vast and so complex. And to be honest, it makes my head hurt just thinking about it all. <laughs> totally. Okay. Well, listen, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you'd put yourself? 10 being completely technology fluent and, you know, one or zero being like, Err. I'd say five, six. All right, cool. See, it's good. It's, it's funny what before guests come on, oftentimes uh, they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not so tech savvy. Um, you know, we, we've had guests that are like, you know, they say they're like complete Luddites. Um, but I actually think that's as interesting as somebody who's technology fluent because, the purpose of the show is really to go down these rabbit holes and see how people choose how that uh, how to use technology, how that impacts them. So I'm actually I'm very interested to talk to someone who describes himself as a five six and as a sort of um, uh, dragged along the way early adopter of sorts. So let me ask you this: when you go online and you think about using social media or just the internet in general, and, and you see content out there. And you think about what your behavior is most likely. Are you most likely to create your own content like videos and podcasts and blogs? Are you more likely to curate and find other people's articles and uh, videos and blogs and podcasts and reshare them? Or possibly commenting on other people's stuff or just kind of idly and passively watching? What would you say you're most likely to do out of those four? Create, curate, comment, or watch? I'm a creator, no doubt about it. Um, I've got three podcast shows that I do. Uh, with our franchise team, two of them are are private. I blog for our franchise team. Um, I started a comic book company three years ago. Say what? Con- yeah, so we're continuing, uh, continually creating and producing content to promote that. Um, you know, we're per- creating a bunch of content, video and otherwise to promote the franchise and, and what we do there. So no doubt about it, creator all the way. That is epic. I'm a huge comic book superhero nerd. So that's awesome. Uh, last question, iPhone or Android? iPhone. Okay. Hands cool. down. Good stuff. So my theory is that every human being regardless of what they choose to do is impacted by people and technology. And I like to dig deep into that. So the first thing I want to know from you is about how technology has impacted your life. And that can be your personal life. It can be your career, but I'm curious how the choices you've made about how to relate to technology have impacted your ability to do what you want to do or not do what you want to do, but ultimately how it has shaped the course of your life. 
You know, I was listening or, or reading Pat Flynn's blog before he started podcasting with Smart Passive Income, and I was freaked out about all the stuff going on online. I didn't have anybody that I could learn from as far as SEO and AdWords and just all the stuff that's out there. So that's why, believe it or not, I was looking for um, a more traditional business, and that's how vending came about. Once the the business and the baseline was established financially on the vending side, I've now had time to slowly venture into uh, the web world with social media and content creation and all that. And it's given me the freedom to kind of pick and choose but because it hasn't been a necessity for you know paying the bills and keeping a roof over our head, um, I'm able to take time and learn and be very purposeful about what I'm doing um, versus, man, I got to get stuff out there and I got to figure out how to make this work you know, to generate a buck. Um, the long-term game is to do some of that as well, but... Um, I took the traditional route because I needed money immediately. And as you know, much of this online world takes time to really put things together and, and to really make something out of it. So would you say that any of the things you've chosen to do have accelerated your career or accelerated your results or allowed you to build community or meet new people or, you know, in, in what sort of ways would you say, because you, you kind of sound like you had a wait and see approach a little bit and that because you're in the offline space, that the online stuff is something that you could do a little bit more deliberately. So in doing it deliberately, what sort of benefit have you seen come out of that that keeps you going through it? Well, on the podcasting side of things, I mean, talk about a game changer. Um, for me to have the ability to share my story with audiences like yours, to provide valuable content and, and thought process from my journey, but then also to share my story in a way that people either get excited about it or they don't. If they do, we already have a connection. We already have a relationship. And when I get a chance to actually begin to talk to people about the franchise and what we do, they're already halfway there or else they wouldn't have reached out to begin with. You know, contrast that with trying to explain what I do with a blog or, or some of the other you know, media that's out there. It, it's been a game changer for us. We started franchise. We've been in business for a decade. We started franchising less than two years ago. And um, our business has over doubled in the last year of, alone, just because I've been able to have conversations um, with hosts like yourself and, and reach out to those audiences. Got it. So the podcast has really been one of the, uh, the important things for you. Have you found that other areas of your social media or technology usage have been particularly useful? You know, we're really starting to get into some of these other things. Facebook, uh, we've started to really build a platform there and are seeing a lot of results from what we're doing, not just corporately, but also by providing a platform that our franchise team can utilize in their local area. Um, we're just really jumping into to Instagram. Um, I've been putting together a Facebook Live strategy here over the last couple of weeks that we're gonna begin to implement 
primarily on the comic book side of things. So, um, you know, we're kind of picking and choosing as we go, because as you know, the, the different avenues have different audiences and where some of the, um, some of what we do is a great foot fit for like an Instagram type world. A lot of what we do is a better fit for Facebook or, or other places just because of who our audience really is. Very cool. Very cool, man. Well, talk to me a little bit about, uh, let's shift gears from technology. I want to talk to you a little bit about people because, um, well, one running multiple lines of business, you know, it's obvious that you're not doing this alone. So there are people that have made an impact on just your ability to execute today. But I'm curious about this resilient spirit that you bring to things, given that through a downturn that was out of your control, you turned it around and figured out a place to to take your passion and your interest and your skills. So at some point in your past, someone said something to you or did something for you that either set the right example or just hit you in just the right way at the right time. Can you tell me about someone who changed your life? Well, there's a couple. First off, it's a book. Uh, I'm sure many of your listeners have read it. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And even though I've never met him uh, personally, his thought process and the whole concept of passive income completely changed my life. Because all I knew up to that point in time was work 20 hours, get paid for 20 hours, like most of us still do in society today. The second person that had a major, major, major impact on our, our school spirit vending business and its trajectory is a guy by the name of Aaron Walker. Um, Aaron has been in business for about 36 years, multi-multi-millionaire, bought and sold eight, eight businesses during that period of time. And I hired him as a coach about two and a half years ago. And his expertise and experience and wisdom and my opportunity to have his thought process in my business has changed everything. He's the reason why I'm in the middle of social media and why I've gone to social media marketing world three years in a row. He's the reason why I'm a podcaster and a guest on podcasts. He's a reason why I'm a franchise today versus uh, doing business the way we had been doing for the first seven and a half years. Um, you know, to have someone like him on a weekly basis uh, to share insights and not just somebody who's sitting on the sideline sharing what they've done in the past, but somebody who is still in the game online. Uh, doing what he does, promoting his coaching and mastermind groups and all those kind of things continues to to drag me along whether I want to or not with a lot of this stuff um, because of how out in front he is on so much of it. I am such a huge fan of Big A, Mr. Aaron Walker. He is such a cool guy. Uh, I actually just recently had the opportunity to speak with him. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I can understand why you would list him as one of the people that has made a massive impact in your life. Talk to me a little bit about um, in your, you know, you've had a career of ups and downs as we all do. And when you look back over at that career and you look at the success you're having now and the struggles you're having now and all the things that you've been through, if you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice to an earlier version of yourself, that's a lesson that you learned a little too late that you wished you could have learned earlier. What's something that you would go back and tell yourself? 
You know, Jeff, the biggest thing I would say is to set much, much higher goals than I ever did when I, I started this entrepreneurial journey. I started with a hope initially of just getting out of debt and and being able to pay the bills. Eventually, that adjusted as we accomplished that to, man, wouldn't it be great if I could become a full-time entrepreneur and no longer work for a corporation? And that happened about six years ago. The challenge is once I got to that point, I had kind of accomplished what I had always dreamed of accomplishing. And so there was a couple of years years there that I kind of stagnated and there was not a whole lot of forward motion going on. I was hanging out here on our farm, you know, spending time working in my garden and raising some animals. Um, and that was about it, taking naps every day and that type of thing. And that got old really, really quick. And once again, it took Aaron to step into my life and say, hey, dude, do you have any idea how long a runway you've got here if you would just make a few changes and kind of reset um, your vision and your goals for the future. And since then, he has constantly forced me to think bigger and to believe that I can accomplish so much more than I ever thought I could. So taking on bigger objectives and bigger goals and pushing yourself to, to accomplish more. Yes. Got it. For sure. Okay, cool. So um, when you look out into the future, as you see, you know, your business growing and you think about the initiatives you want to take on and the things you're trying to learn and grow, what do you think is the, the most important skill of the future? As you look forward in your business, what's the thing that you think either you need to learn better or people that are just starting out or growing their business need to be aware of as they move forward? This is probably going to be real disappointing to people, Jeff, but the most important skill in my mind, bar, done, bar none, is the ability to develop relationships. So much in our society today is surface. You know, I've got X number of friends on Facebook, you know, yeah, really? You know, um, all of that. And where real progress is made, real learning occurs, and and real business is done is where true relationships are developed, whether it be in the online space by providing value after value after value after value in content and otherwise for uh, your listeners or for you know your your email subscribers or whatever, or whether it be doing business you know the old fashion fashion way, shaking hands and kissing babies and going out and meeting face-to-face -face with people. It, it's always been relationships. It will continue to be relationships. Um, knowledge has been a part of my growth and trajectory, but if I hadn't met the people that I've met along the way and been willing to pour myself into them as they pour themselves into me, um, none of this would have been possible. Well, I think it's a great answer. I don't think it's, I think, Focus on relationships is never bad advice, and I think we've heard it time and time again from guests that come on, and the sort of things that successful people recommend generally always come back to, you know, care about people, care about relationships, be a giver, things like that. And I know that that's one of the things that Big A talks a lot about is uh, is that whole relationship space. So I, I think it's a great answer, and, and I don't think anybody could say any different about it. So you ready for some rapid-fire questions? 
Let's do it. All right, cool, man. So if you look at your iPhone and that little section right above the uh, the home button, that the section we call the dock, where are the apps in your dock? Uh, hold on. I'm pulling my phone up right now. Uh, my phone app, my Outlook app, my message app, and my music app. All right, cool. And music, you use the uh, iTunes? Uh, you know, I actually need to put Spotify there instead of iTunes because I, I use almost Spotify almost exclusively. Yeah. All right, cool. So what's the one application, mobile, desktop, or otherwise, you just can't live without because it's so damn useful? I would say one of, of late that's been – well, a couple things. First off, having a an online scheduler ha, has been a game changer for me. And I'm, uh, I think I use schedule once. I'm drawing a blank right now to where I just have a URL that I can send people to. And if they need to meet with me, they click on it. They, they pick the time and date that works for them that is also already pre-established by me. Uh, to being available. And for me not to either get on the phone and work through all that or on email or to have a personal assistant to handle all that is a game changer. Another for me is called Voxer. It's a essentially a voicemail tool that acts just like email. And it allows me to have conversations with our franchise team on a on a daily basis without the two of us having to schedule time to get together and more in depth than what a text message or an email allows. Cool. Yeah, I like that. It's the first time I've heard somebody bring up Voxer, and I think that's a very practical use. So for any franchise people out there, that's that's a very smart move. Um, all right, so Matt, all social media sites are going to be deleted tomorrow, and one gets to remain, and I'm going to allow you to pick the one that gets to live on forever. What's the social network you would keep? God, man. Um I'd have to say at this point, Facebook, I know that's probably old school, but that's where I have the most contact with the most people um, in and out of my sphere for sure. Yep. Okay. What's one book that every business person should read? And it doesn't have to be a business book, but it's a book that you think every business person should read. Well, I've already talked about Kiyosaki's book. Two others would be E-Myth Revisited by Gerber and How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. In fact, the Carnegie book, um, even though it was written back in the 40s, still is as important today as it ever was. It's got the absolute worst title of any book on the planet, but the content is gold. And if you haven't read it, you need to. Uh, it's one of my favorite books, but I'm going to disagree with you. I think it's one of the best titles ever because it's just so straightforward, how to win friends and influence people. And it's super memorable, but I completely agree with you and you'll be interested to know that when uh, Aaron came onto the show, that was the book that he recommended. So uh, I'm sure all three of us are, are thinking along the same lines. So this no last doubt. this last question, I'm really excited to ask you in particular, and you'll know why immediately. This is the last question I'm going to ask you on the podcast, and I'm going to give you a little bit of time to talk about yourself and what you're working on. But here's the last question. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Wow. Um Man, that's tough, man, because it'd be easy to say just, you know, to be able to see into the future. But but then it gets boring because if you know what's going to happen before it happens, then what fun is that? Half half of the, the fun of life is going through it, not knowing what's next and being challenged every step of the way. 
Um, man, I would just say, uh, I love that I got to ask you this, given that you're involved <laughs> in comics, because it only only asking another comic book person could this question be as as good as it can be is is when you ask another geek. So that's awesome. So I'm really excited. I'm I because you know I'm going to deconstruct you based upon your answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, that is so 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 tough. Uh, I I would say endurance or or the ability to to not sleep when one would want to. You know, to be able the ability to go you know, for days or weeks straight when needed, when everybody else is sleeping. I mean, what better way to to get even further ahead in life and in the world? Because uh, you essentially would have the ability to buy another, you know, what, eight to 10 to 12 hours a day more than anybody else. And then, of course, could turn it off and 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 fall asleep immediately anytime needed or or truly wanted to, but I that, I would say that okay. So here's a just a quick follow up question. I, I know I said it was going to be the last question, but I have to ask a follow up on that. <laughs> if you were to have that power, would you then need to sleep for the comparable amount of time to make up for the time you were awake? So let's say you stayed awake for four days. Would you sleep for four days? Um, you know, probably to make it to where it wasn't one of those superpowers that no one villain wise or otherwise could compete with. Yeah. There'd probably have to be some sort of balance. Yeah. You got to so, have a weakness, right? Or a balance. Yeah. But, but the thing is, you know, you can pick that comparable or equal amount of time to sleep and when it is. So in other words, if you wanted to go four weeks straight without sleeping, then then you could either, you know, do it one week at a time over a period of time to make up for it, or you could literally just say, okay, I'm going to sleep for the next four weeks and then jump back into the game. Tune in next week as Jeff and Matt get on the podcast <laughs> to discuss the nuances of superpowers that we've just made up. So Matt, you have been nice enough to set aside a little bit of time and come on the show and tell us about how people and technology have impacted your life. And I want to give you this chance right now to talk a little bit about what you're working on and let people know how they can help you, how they can get involved with what you're working in, how they can contact you, connect with you, support you. The show is yours to talk about whatever you want right now. Go for it. Awesome. A couple different things, Jeff. First off, on the uh, the franchise side of things. For those that might be looking for a way to develop a, a, a significant income on the side, limited time commitment, and utilize vending as the vehicle, um, I wrote a short ebook called Live Your Dreams, The Top 10 Reasons Why You Need to Own a Vending Business. And it will give them some insights that I've learned over the last 13 years being in vending. Most people don't look at vending as a real business. They don't look at a quarter or 50 cents as real money. Um, but that said, we've raised over $4 million for education in the last decade. Um, they can go to ssvbusiness.com slash shareable to download that ebook for free and, uh, and get a chance to learn a little bit more about vending. If they want to start a dialogue about the franchise, that would be great too. Otherwise, on the comic book front, um, marlinandpercy.com is... Uh, it, Marlon and Percy is the comic book series that we've written. Uh, we've done eight comic books and one full-length children's novel thus far. 
if you've got kids or grandkids that you'd love to have access to some wholesale or wholesale wholesome content uh, that you don't have to worry about what they're reading and the kids will have a lot of fun reading it. Um, you can go to Marlin or Percy.com. And if you have a desire to buy the seven comic bundle, the code ape power will give you, uh, I think it's a 40% off from the cover price and an opportunity for real cheap to check out what we're doing on the comic book side of things. Super duper cool. So for all of you out there listening, Matt Miller has some very cool offers for you on that website, which we'll put in the show notes. And if you're interested in all the things that Matt was just talking about, be sure to check him out and connect with him. I'd like to thank you personally all for listening to this episode. As you listen to our other episodes, we really appreciate our fans. Love you so much. Um, We're going to be coming out with some cool new stuff uh, over the coming weeks and months, new different types of episodes, uh, awesome guests as every episode is. And um, we hope you'll just keep sticking with us and helping to grow with us. So this episode, I'm pretty sure, Matt, I I think this episode is shareable. I have no doubt about it, man. Appreciate it. And God bless you, Jeff. Thanks. That was so much fun. I can't even believe the guests that we get. I mean, can you believe the guests that we get? I can, actually. I schedule them. Awesome. Well done. Well, this episode for me was an absolute blast, and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it. But now that we're in this fun little outro, what should people do next? Hmm. I think they should check us out on iTunes. Definitely go check us out on iTunes. And when you get there, subscribe, drop us a review, and then what's that one last thing we want them to do? I don't know. Share the episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's in the name. So... Please share this episode, tell everyone you know, and we'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Bye.